We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game betting odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. We're reviewing week five game level similarity projections on Roto-Viz Radio. Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin, one of the owners here at Rotoviz. I will be bringing this podcast to you solo here, as we've talked about it now a number of times. But if you haven't listened to the show recently, uh, during the day, Curtis is an executive at a hospital. His hospital has been having a real tough time, uh, as you might assume, lately. So he's been kind of working around the clock, uh, you know, doing all that he can to help out with everything that is going on there. So he cannot join us for this episode. I wanted to push up the GLSP episode this week so that I can get a guest to come on for the Friday episode. Uh, there's a couple of people I've been wanting to talk to uh, for a while now. So I'm going to reach out to them and see if they can come on. So it will just be me and you for this podcast here. Uh, if you if you are not familiar with game level similarity projections and how those function, go to Rotoviz, click on the weekly GLSP item in the bottom menu. And from there, there's a link to an article that will explain how they work. Keep in mind when I'm reading these, these do not know anything external to a player other than his stats in recent games. And with that, let's get into it. At quarterback this week, we don't have any major surprises. Top three quarterbacks, Mahomes, Brady, Herbert, Cousins remaining in the top five comes out this week in at number four with an average of 24.4. So GLSP is still liking him. Had Daniel Jones or if Daniel Jones plays, uh, he looks like a QB1 average projection of 
22% of his matches going between 20 to 25 and another 22% actually going over 25. So that's pretty good. But the biggest surprise probably is Taylor Heineke coming in at QB 14, an average projection of 17.8 points. Um, 30% though of his match is going between 10 and 15 but you do see a pretty high percentage for a player like him. Uh, a high percentage of his matches going over 25 points, actually 18%. So he might be the best streamer that's likely to be available for you this week. Um, there's really nothing too surprising else at quarterback other than Aaron Rodgers coming in um, around QB 19 and he will be opposing the Chicago Bears, um, projected with an average of 277 yards, 1.8 passing touchdowns. Like I said, average of 17.5, 75th percentile projection of 21.6. Let's move over to running back, though. The first player that I need to mention here is James Robinson has an average PPR projection of 16, puts him inside of the top six. Now, this should not be surprising given the three-game stretch that we've seen from Robinson. In his last three games, went for 25.4, 20.6, 21.7 points. That was coming off of two opening games where he went for 8.4, 9.4, and it started to seem like this could be a real long season for him in a negative way down in Jacksonville. But things have turned around and his expected points in those three games were 18.7, 13.3, 19.4, had 15 attempts and then 18 in both week four and five. So I share his GLSP here more as just kind of a note than something actionable because I would imagine at this point pretty much everybody's going to have him in their lineups. Perhaps you're curious for DFS purposes. Saw Miles Gaskin put together finally a really solid game last week. GLSP has him in the top 12 with around 14.1 points. That might feel hard to actually trust. Let's re real quickly review um, what he has done to this point. Did open up with 12.6 points, then 8.6, 10.4. But in week four against Indianapolis, less than one point. Had just two rushing attempts, no targets. The rebound in week five came from 10 targets, five rushing attempts. They're playing the Buccaneers. I am not sure that you can rely on this type of performance every week. I would not get too overly jazzed up based upon that GLSP projection that you have there uh, a name that you might be interested in alexander madison if we see dalvin cook out in week six i don't know if there's a final word on that yet madison's projected with 10.8 points um 34 of his matches went between 10 and 15 points of course 34 also went between five and ten so he's really highly sandwiched between that five and ten dalvin cook however um actually projects fairly close to Madison at 11.9 points. Zach Moss tends to always be an interesting player to look at. He projects with an average of 10.8 points, expected to rush 12 times 50 yards and half a touchdown rushing. 
highly concentrated between 10 to 15, um, or excuse me, 5 to 15, as you might expect. In contrast to his teammate, Devin Singletary, Singletary projected with 11 attempts, 42 yards, 0.2 touchdowns, and then just 1.5 targets for Singletary. So it likes Moss as the Buffalo back against the Tennessee Titans this week. And actually, just 14% of his matches go from 10 to 15. You see 41% of Singletary's matches less than five. That feels pretty aggressive, but I think the takeaway here is that Moss looks like the better option in this matchup. Um, However, sometimes it can be a positive sign for one of the two backs in an offense to see one of them performing decent or projecting decently. I wouldn't say that either of these GLSPs though are screamingly good projections. Um, so this might not be a situation where you're saying, you know what, like even though Singletary didn't project that well, his teammate looks like he projects nicely, perhaps whatever it's recognizing going on there could be applicable to him. I don't think that this is one of those situations. David Johnson might be a name worth mentioning. You're not going to get too excited about playing David Johnson, but listen, this is the first week of the season where there are by teams on by. David Johnson had 10 PPR points um, in week five, nearly 12 in week one. On the season, he's averaging 7.5. His GLSP this week projects him with 9.4 points. Now, overall, that's not the strongest projection that you're ever going to see. But in comparison to other guys that if you're in a, a league where there's not many players rostered, um, you know, he or where there's, you know, it's hard to say what configuration. I can see leagues where you might need to rely on a player like him. Still has 24% of his matches going for 10 to 15. Like I said, an average of 10.6. He actually might be a player that you would turn to. One of the surprisingly low projections for the week is Nick Chubb, who actually projects with an average of just 8.3 points against the Cardinals. Um, In comparison to his teammate, Kareem Hunt, there's a bit of a contrast as Hunt is at 11.7 points and they have similar yardage. So the difference there really comes down to the targets. Hunt is at 0.3 touchdowns. You have Chubb at 0.5. So that's kind of an interesting one, probably more so for DFS players out there. If you have Nick Chubb, he's, he's going to stay in your lineup. Uh, I think that he should, regardless of that outlook, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's transition and make our way over to wide receiver. The first surprise that stood out to me this week in looking at it was Emmanuel Sanders uh, projected with an average of 17.9 points. Now we have seen some good games from Sanders as of late, uh, but it was surprising to see him finishing so highly. Of course, the guy has scored more touchdowns uh, at four than any other wide receiver on the bills. Uh, actually, Dawson Knox leads the team with five, but you had one wide receiver in one week. Week three, he put up 26.4 points against Washington, did put up 20.4, excuse me, 26.4 against Washington, 20.4 against the Chiefs, but was down in much lower territory in other weeks. Nonetheless, it is projecting him ahead of Diggs, which is very surprising. So that was one of the first ones to see. Other names you have in that range around him, uh, Jamar Chase, Mike Williams, DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson. So nothing too surprising there. Guys that you could potentially look to as a flex. It likes both Christian Kirk and Rondale Moore this week. Devonta Smith with an average projection of 15 points. Hunter Renfro at 13.3. So going a little bit deeper, you have Jacoby Myers as well as Kendrick Bourne. Uh, for New England. New England is facing the Cowboys. It's a home game for New England. Uh, as I said, the GLSP puts both players over 10 points. Bourne is high, uh, most highly concentrated between 10 to 15 points, whereas Myers is most heavenly, most heavily concentrated between 5 and 10. Now, on this season, we haven't really seen uh, too much production from the New England wide receivers. If we zoom in here on Jacoby Myers for a minute, we'll see that his expected points, though, have been pretty decent. Every week, he's been just about uh, at 10 points or higher, lowest total 9.3 in week two, but has had a couple of games up in that 20 range. So it does seem like it's only a matter of time before um, we see another performance where he kind of puts it together. And yeah, I mean, Myers in week three against New Orleans, 18.4 points saw 14 targets. Then against Houston last week, uh, excuse me, Tampa Bay, Saw 12 targets, eight receptions. So you can see how Myers might be able to might be able to get there. Now, Kendrick Bourne, 
Uh, his best week of the season from a PPR perspective came against the Saints as well. He went six of eight that week for 96 and a touchdown. His expected points have not been as impressive. Uh, 7.3 in week one, 6.3 against the Jets, 13.1 against the Saints. No surprise there. Uh, 7.8 against the Bucks, and a total of 6.8 expected points against Houston last week. Uh, he's been at three targets three times this year. So a little bit harder to feel good about Myers realizing that projection um, in that game against Dallas. AJ Brown has been a huge disappointment this season. As a result, it's not surpri- It's not surprising really to see him land this week with the GLSP that puts him around the wide receiver 40 range because there's really nothing recently that it can draw on to set up nicely for him. Uh, If Julio Jones were to play, he comes in at wide receiver 30 with 13.1 points. Contrast that with Brown, who's at um, 11.2. And people that invested heavily in Brown are going to be wanting a lot more than that from him as we move forward. It could certainly happen, though. I'd like to think that A.J. Brown has the talent level to overcome a rather slow start. Already has been banged up. Maybe when Julio's back that will help this team to get both of these wide receivers in motion, as well as Ryan Tannehill, who hasn't lived up to the expectations that some people had set for him entering the season. Uh, Tannehill at this point has yet to, he has one finish as a QB one that came in week three Um, on the year. He ranks 17 in PPR per game. So not terrible, but not uh, in that QB one range. Like some people were hoping he'd be able to finish. Boy, oh boy, rough season for Allen Robinson. His GLSP heading into week six, just an average of 8.5 points. He's ahead of guys like Michael Pittman, who's at 8.3 and Amon Ross St. Brown. At 8.3, not where you would have expected to see him entering the season. Uh, Pittman, 43% of his matches going between 5 and 10. Amon Ross St. Brown, 33% in that region. He does have 22% of his matches going between 10 and 15. We talked about uh, St. Brown earlier in the week. Flipping over to the tight ends, Noah Fant this week projects with the fifth highest projection among tight ends at 12.2 points. Um, behind him, you have guys like Schultz, Kasicki, Jared Cook, Tyler Higby. Um, kind of sad to see at this point, TJ Hawkinson, who looks so hot to start the beginning of the season, um, coming in behind some of these names, still projected with more than 10 points, though. Uh, your best player on the week's looking like it's going to be Rob Gronkowski. Whether he plays remains to be seen as he's dealing with that rib injury. David Njoku had a really nice game over the weekend. Uh, Njoku, a name that we have not mentioned much at all, I think going back now a season or two, 27.9 points against the Chargers. That was actually his second wide receiver one performance of the year. He's only played in four games. Now, he was able to string that together 
on just 13.4 expected points, which is why you have his GLSP more in that 8.4 range, which feels a little bit closer to what you should actually expect. He did see eight targets, but 149 yards, one receiving touchdown. So you had some long plays there contributing to that. Uh, you can't expect something similar moving forward. However, does project as the 15th highest tight end this week. And from a target share perspective, he had 28% of the looks in week five. Prior to that, uh, his highest total was 24% in week one. It did see 15% in week two. Cleveland faces Arizona. Um, not the greatest matchup from a tight end perspective, but given the way that GLSP works out, he, he's a player that you could lean on if uh, you needed to. Other surprises, nothing too major. Um, with Dallas Goddard out, that might open things up a little bit for Zach Ertz. Um, his projection had him at 8.2 points. And um, in actual expected work, keeping in mind that this does not know Goddard won't be running. He was at 5.3 targets. So I think it's very possible you see him getting up to seven, maybe even eight targets, at which point that projection of 8.2 could make its way into double digits. Um, so another possibility if you're in need of a tight end. Now, we haven't really talked too much about DSTs, but seeing as this is going to be coming out on Wednesday, it's possible you could still be making bids. Uh, some of the better options for the week look like the Eagles, the Panthers, the Saints, and the Cardinals. Not sure if those are going to be teams that you could get in your league, but those would be the defenses that you might be interested in going after. Um, defenses that if you had from last week that you wouldn't be interested at this point, uh, in no particular order and without considering if it was likely that you had them on your roster as a result of last week, uh, Cincinnati, New York, Cleveland, Las Vegas, some of the teams you'd probably want to stay away from and actually Washington uh, and Detroit as well. So a little bit quicker of an episode here. Um, hopefully this has some practical applications for you. Like I said, I'm going to try to get on a guest to pick their brain on Thursday uh, night for an episode that will come out Friday. A couple of people that I've been looking forward to catching up with talking some football. So uh, we'll see what we can work out for Thursday. As always, uh, thanks for hanging out with me and we will see you on Friday. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. 